Welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast. Today, my guest is Tufik, the founder of Brands for Less. That is a very, very interesting and impressive business model, not only active in Dubai, but almost in every region in the GCC. I met the business or I learned about the business model through the Seamless conference in Dubai. Actually, that really opened up my mind when I uh, first went there last year in Dubai and in Riyadh. I really learned a lot about the retail space, the B2B space, the grocery space in the region. And one of the follow-ups was this podcast where Tufik really convinced me that the off-price model is very, very living in this region and uh, he is expanding not only online but only with his own malls enjoy the podcast Tufik welcome to the commerce talks podcast we are talking today about brands for less a very very interesting uh, retail concept um, in the middle east region before i talk too much about uh, the concept and, and yourself can you please introduce yourself uh, uh, for a minute and uh, and tell us what brands for less is doing yeah uh, first of all uh, alex thank you so much for the hosting me here on this podcast my name is tufik Lady. i'm the founding partner and ceo of bfl group uh, bfl group is uh, the company uh, or the group of companies that uh, uh, runs the off-price business uh, uh, mainly in the Middle East. And uh, um, under our group falls the different uh, uh, brands uh, of retail. Uh, mainly our main uh, brand is the Brands for Less. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we also run the uh, Toys for Less, Homes for Less, Beauty for Less, Luxury for Less, uh, anything under the For Less. So uh, we are the uh, largest off-price retailer uh, in the Middle East. We were uh, lucky enough to be the people who introduced the concept of off-price to this part of the world. Uh, today, our presence, uh, we are, uh, 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 of course, uh, headquartered in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, and we cover the territory of the GCC. Uh, we cover uh, United Arab Emirates, in addition to that, uh, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Qatar, Oman, and this year we're going to enter our first store in Bahrain. So uh, uh, what we do is uh, we sell branded products for discounted prices. Uh, it is a concept that has been uh, extremely popular in the United States of America, and uh, uh, people uh, are... Uh, Uh, considered to be uh, more than customers, to be treasure hunters, going every day and uh, hunting for a treasure, which is a discounted uh, branded product. Yeah, it's, uh, actually, our initial plan was to record during the uh, seamless conf conference in Dubai, happening in, uh, in in two weeks, 23rd and 24th of um, um, of May. I think a colleague of yours is uh, is, is there uh, presenting. Yes. I am um, um, Ayman, and we have a podcast yeah. bus recording a couple of interesting uh, sessions. First time when I attended last year, so I, I my understanding was okay. Most of the concepts, most of the retail concepts, I will see in the Middle East in Dubai. I might have seen in other parts of the world, but Then I, I learned 
about so many different brands, retailing brands, B2B brands, and it's 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 working a very different way over there. So some something seems to be very advanced and even ahead of time and ahead of like the game, especially the the retail experience and the mall experience. Other things, especially like the digital uh, the digital experience or like the, the digital channels, seem to be like. Under, underdeveloped. So um, I'm therefore I'm really happy to find even more concepts at the at the at the seamless co conference. But it feels like, or it felt to me like last year, it's really happening now. So it's really if if you yeah. want want to be the place in the world right now when it comes to we're like in a flourishing place where lots lots of like new business ideas are discussed and 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 created and uh, and and yeah accelerated. It seems to be the place is Dubai or at least the Middle East. Would you would you you're around like for 20 years already? So what, what's your impression? Am I am I wrong actually, here? Actually, you are hundred percent right. Uh we are in an extremely dynamic uh, uh market. Uh, uh of course Dubai has been or the United Arab Emirates has been uh, always a pioneer into attracting uh, new ideas into creating the flexibility and uh, creating the uh, a, a very free uh, economy in terms of you know uh, um, advantages uh, being here and operating from here uh, the support of the government uh, you know it's a tax free uh, uh, economy and uh, at the same time uh, the government encourages and supports new ideas Uh, the facility of uh, establishing yourself here, uh, you know, gives you the motive into trying new ideas or, you know, bringing new ideas from all around the world. Okay. But before we are ta uh, talking about like the digital, uh, uh, the digital experience, and I think um, Ayman will also talk about at the Seamless Conference about it. Maybe let's uh, go back a bit in time, uh, and, you, yes. and, you, uh, and 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 you can share a bit how it all started because you said it's a well-established concept in the United States and in other parts of the world, and almost 20 years ago, maybe we you can you can state the date here. You started to do it in the uh, in the region. Yeah, but, yeah, but how yeah, did it start? We started in 1996 in Beirut. Uh, me and my uh, partner, we are both Lebanese. Uh, uh, we were uh, uh, raised in Beirut. And uh, we started this concept uh, back in Beirut in 1996. Year 2000, we brought uh, the brands for less uh, to Dubai. Uh, uh, the first store opened 1st of October, year 2000, which is 23 years ago uh, from now. And uh, uh, it was at the beginning, it was an uphill battle uh, because you wanted to introduce this new concept, which is the off-price business. And, you know, introducing such a concept, especially uh, in countries or part of the world that they don't know about it, and especially in our part of the world, the Arab world, uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. So people start questioning why, how, where. Uh, and always they think, you know, maybe it's fake, maybe it's used, maybe you buy it by kilo, uh, etc. So uh, educating the people, especially uh, with the absence of social media and the tools that are available today, was a real uphill battle to convince the people what is off-price and that off-price is part of the cycle of the product. And today, you know, people should go for smart shopping, And, you know, why should you pay the full price whereby you can pay a percentage of the price? Uh, the whole idea is to tell people that it's, it's not an issue uh, to put 
more effort while you are shopping in the store, looking for your size or looking for your color. Uh, but at the end of the day, you will come out victorious uh, by paying a fraction of the price. So with time, of course, this extra effort becomes so much enjoyable and it becomes a treasure hunt experience that people really, really, really enjoy. And 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 what kind of um, what kind of uh, discounts are we are we talking uh, about? And and where did you get your first merchandise? Because usually for off price retailing concept, it's all about like access to merchandise, right? So yeah. you you need, you need a source uh, somehow. And usually the big brands they don't deliver their first batches to the off price retailer. So it's 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 a really complicated uh, and not so easy to scale business. So of yeah. course, of course, you know at the beginning. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, where we got it from, we got it from the United States. Uh, all uh, the brands they don't give to off-price retailers. It's true and wrong. Uh, true in a in a in a position whereby in a situation whereby you are a new off-price retailer, but become uh, a good size off-price retailer. Uh, it goes the opposite way. The brand needs you because you constitute part of the cycle of the product. So they will know that once they need to really get rid of the product, there is a retailer, uh, there is a B2C operator that will make sure that the item will go directly to the end consumer. So uh, today at the beginning, it's uh, you have to go through different layers. Uh, you will not get the best prices. You will not get the best availability because you are going from a wholesaler to wholesaler to wholesaler. You know, the more you grow, the more these layers get, uh, uh, they disappear. And you reach a point whereby a very big chunk of your business is direct relationships with the brands. Oh, okay. And and was what, what was a brand that convinced the people to start buying at uh, Brands for Less? Because when I clicked on your brand's overview, I saw, for example, a brand like Chibo. Chibo is a very well-known brand, obviously, yes. in the region yeah. where I'm from. It's from Hamburg, uh, yes. the region where I live. So, so, but, but what kind of brands were really the ones that pulled the people in the store back then? Uh, our, our, it's good you mentioned uh, Chibu because we consider uh, Chibu was our lucky, lucky chart. Uh, Chibu was the product that made us famous in the area. Uh, it was, uh, we saw the product by coincidence in one of the countries. And uh, I really fell in love with the product, me and my partner. And said, okay, listen, the price quality ratio is amazing. We brought this. We became, with time, just to go fast forward things, we became exclusive uh, also uh, by hard work and by default and by luck. Uh, we became exclusive for this product, which got a lot of uh, traction in the market. People loved it. And, you know, people were coming to the stores. It increased the footfall in our stores, like, you cannot imagine it made us famous in Dubai. And, you know, we always hold this product dear to our heart because Crazy. this product really, really, really contributed to our fame. So, but if you look, if you were, if you were to ask an average consumer in the Dubai area today uh, about Chibo and what he or she would think about Chibo as a brand, uh, A, is it known? Would they say, yeah, I know Chibo? And B, in, in a brand range, where, where, where does it sit? Okay, the, the good thing that really helped with Chibu in specific is uh, the perception of the people in this part of the world. And I think all around, but you know, maybe it's more uh, 
highlighted in this part of the world is a, the correlation between uh, a German and quality. So for them, automatically you take the box of quality once you say German. So I think this was a big uh, help for us. And uh, today people, yes, uh, it's a very uh, well-known brand now in Dubai, uh, uh, Chibu. Uh, people love it because of the quality. And uh, we always try to give the quality at affordable prices because uh, it has to go or fall under the DNA of brands for less. And, uh, you know, I remember when we started back in uh, uh, the Chibo product in 2003, uh, I remember in 2005, we had a reporter from Der Spiegel flew from Germany to cover us selling Chibo product, especially ski items. And it was the headline, uh, Chibo is selling ski clothes in Dubai. Really? I will I've yes. definitely look this up in the Spiegel archive. That's, yes. that's crazy. That's crazy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, uh, crazy. Okay, but it but it it it, uh, it it kind of became so successful that today you're running like uh, many many stores. Can you give us like um, just like a, a size perspective? So how many stores uh, revenue wise? Because you're we are talking so many different like lines: brands for less, toys for less, luxury for less. So what is it yes. exactly? We are we are we crossed 100 stores uh, lately, and uh, you know we're ending uh, this year with 118 stores. Uh, we're opening stores continuously, uh, especially that, you know, we were only concentrating in the United Arab Emirates for all this time. And it was last year when we started moving, uh, towards the GC countries. Uh, Saudi Arabia really, there were, there were a lot of changes in terms of, uh, the rules and regulations in Saudi Arabia. And we were able to penetrate this market last year. And we see a lot of potential and growth coming, uh, uh, in the coming three to five years. Do do you have enough access to merchandise to scale those markets? Yes, oh, you know at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, the population uh, uh, is growing. Uh, 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 we 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 just grew from seven to eight billion uh, people on this planet, which means more brands are emerging and more brands are producing more to cover this population, which means more leftovers, which means. More merchandise world of place, and and do you have also your own brands? Uh, you you can sell in your store because that is also a strategy I I've I've seen in in a couple of um, off price or retailing concepts that because I don't want to be too dependent on third party brands, they create their own. I don't want to say fake brands, but their own brands with a certain like quality, which appear to be a brand, uh, but they are exclusively owned by the retailer. No, we don't have uh, uh, private labels. Uh, we try to uh, keep ourselves uh, operating within what we promise our customers and what the signboard outside says, brands for less. And we wanted the customer to get 100% branded products, not private label, because uh, there are lots of concepts in the value sector that are uh, private label uh, uh, solely. And, you know, we wanted to really to distinguish ourselves from these people by only offering branded products. Okay. And I saw on you, uh, you also um, offer an online, um, an online store. So in the, in the, in the early day of, um, of off-price 
um, retail models, usually the brands saw it as a kind of a protected channel. So there was a there was no price transparency because you only uh, you only were running your um, offline stores and whatever happened like in in the Dubai uh, uh, in the Dubai brands for less store stayed in the Dubai Dubai brands for less store. Now the whole thing is like moved online has moved online somehow. Can you tell us a bit about this step and how, how is it working for you? Yes, of course. Uh, you know we. Uh... Uh, we really figured out that the importance of uh, uh, online channel, uh, we 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 really sensed that it. it's coming to this part of the world uh, around uh, eight or nine years ago. It it's when we started setting up our online platform. Uh, it went through a lot of trial and error. Uh, we went through a very difficult time at the beginning, you know, to set up our online channel. But uh, you know, the minute uh, especially that you have to understand one thing. It's very important to uh, respect the IP rights for the brands. So you cannot utilize the uh, photos, images of the brand. You cannot get them from online and s stick them there on your platform. You have to create your own studios. You have to do your own photography. And, you know, this requires much more attention and much more organizing especially that we will have one piece, two piece, three pieces. So there's a lot of mathematics being done. There's a lot of uh, artificial intelligence utilized to analyze, uh, you know, what to be uh, put online and what is not worth even to be put online. So uh, uh, from the beginning, we as Brands for Less, we have really invested a lot in um, in technology and the uh, uh, and, and procedures. So, so what we have done is the online has helped us to reach out to people because the behavior of people has been changing, especially after the COVID-19. Uh, people uh, uh, really moved towards online shopping much more than the brick and mortar, or let's say not much more than the brick and mortar. Let's put it more than before of the online shopping. Let's put it this way. Uh, the brick and mortar remains to be the major part of the business, of course, especially also, I believe, in this part of the world, because going to the mall or going shopping is part of our daily routine, part of the world, uh, especially because of a certain period of time, we have some a little bit of difficult weather conditions, whereby the mall is the place to go to walk, to spend the day, to have your lunch, to go to the movie theater, etc., so it's it's the place whereby you can go also and see the brand and go shop and uh, you know uh, get some footfall to your stores. So uh, today, yes, the the online is increasing the percentage, but uh, 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 you know there is we have done a lot and there's a lot more to be done. Uh, um, uh, we have created the, the omni channel, which is the direct uh, correlation between the experience of the customer between the brick and mortar. And the online, uh, uh, which is combined by shared services, you can buy online. You can drop at the uh, or return the item at the shop. You can pick up your online order from the store free of charge, and uh, uh, you know it goes vice versa. You are in the store and you cannot find your size. You have this QR code next to the item. You can scan it. You can check if it's available online. You can order it while on your store, either to your home or back to the store. And all of this is combined with a digital wallet, whereby all the money that you 
you spent is you spent from the digital wallet. All the returns come to the digital wallet, and this digital wallet can be used in both channels. But but you would you would agree that um, Corona was a big driver into like the offline online migration. So I, I understand that you have like uh, beyond 10% of your revenues are within the online channel already, correct? 100%. We yeah. are at, at 16% today. And and what was the reaction of the brands when you started to do it? You said you you started it like eight years ago, more, more or less? We, uh, we started eight years ago. Uh, at the beginning, uh, of course, uh, even the brands, uh, you are right, they were a little bit hesitant about you know putting the brand online. So sometimes they sell you the merchandise with a condition not to be put online. But, you know, I think even the brands themselves, they have noticed that, you know, uh, uh, online became a major player. And, you know, I, I don't see much restrictions uh, today like before. And and you said you have limitations when it comes to product availability. Yep. So what what is your limit? If, if if a product is only available in, let's say, two sizes, uh, three pieces, then you would say doesn't make sense to make a photo out of it and put it on a model it's too expensive there is there is there, there, there is a formula that we that we utilize to to analyze uh, the the efficiency and the cost factors that takes place uh, uh, based on that let's let's i will not be i don't want to give you the wrong example uh, okay. uh, you know, but sometimes we have one piece one size which is not worth putting in light Okay, got it. And and uh, we talked about uh, before we started like the podcast recording. Like in Europe, uh, we saw like 15 years ago in 2006, um, the the uh, uh, an emergent time of so-called shopping clubs, right? So Vent Privé was like uh, a huge shopping club in France in 2005, 2006. Then then a lot of like copycats um, started uh, by VIP uh, brands for friends acquired by eBay later. Limango, which I helped actually to acquire for the Auto Group, I think uh, now the strongest shopping club for kids or young families in in Europe. And and their and their uh, their promise uh, towards the brands was okay. We can put your stuff online, but it's behind a, a wall, so it's, yeah. it's so Google cannot see it. Google cannot see the price, and um, uh, and it's only for a very limited time. Let's say a day or two. Like it's a it's just kind of an a temporary um, thing, and therefore there's no risk, no no brand value will be destroyed. So back then it totally made made sense, uh, but obviously those concepts really had a problem to scale because you don't see a global shopping club. So Vont Privé was never able to expand globally, and, and I guess you have seen those concepts because you're around now for 25 years in 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 this market. So what's what's your view? Is it something you can apply in the region, or you'd say it doesn't make sense anymore? Okay, uh, you know, the, the, of course, the, the shopping clubs have been uh, part of this cycle, of course, of the off price in general. And as you have said before, you know, when you have a lot of restrictions with the brand themselves, you know, they, they'd rather, they would have rather having the item sold at the shopping club rather than going into a full-fledged off price retail. And this is something that we know. But, you know, as we have mentioned, uh, these these clubs uh, uh, were not able to really scale in terms of scaling the output uh, or selling the output of the brand itself. Uh, um, I think I think these shopping clubs uh, could still uh, uh, operate uh, on periodical basis uh, because you know it has to be periodical basis, and uh, at the same time 
I think I think there is a room more for the luxury item rather than the medium brands. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Got it. But uh, just talking about like the luxury items, you've also started like a different lines. You said like homes for less and luxury luxury for less. What what does it mean? Would you say then brands for less has like a certain limit when it comes to brands? So Gucci won't be won't be uh exactly okay but okay but exactly. That, tell me tell me about it what is it how how do you how do you draw the line and um, okay the, what, idea, what is the acceptance the, criteria the, the idea was the following you know in brands for less we have the uh it's 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 a, a a place whereby you have the value level of prices uh branded products at value level of prices and uh within the brands for less there's a certain percentage certain formula whereby we go and present the products uh, uh, and we call them gold label. And these gold label are medium upper uh, brands uh, that, you know, the, the price tag does not exceed, let's say, a 200 dirham or 250 dirham. Once we start going into a price tag that goes in the thousands of dirhams, we have opted to go to a separate type of store whereby we don't want the people to get confused coming into the store and start thinking, you know, these people uh, went crazy, the prices are going up, you know, some people <laughs> will mix, okay? okay? Ah, so we, de okay. we decided that everything that is in the high-end world, and we're talking here high-end, we're talking the uh, high-end uh, Italian brands such as uh, Gucci, uh, we're talking about Armani, we're talking about uh, Dolce & Gabbana, we're talking about, you know, all the brands. Uh, uh, the high-end brands, uh, whereby, you know, of course, uh, you will get uh, a, a discount on them. Uh, definitely, you will not get the same discount that you get for the medium brands at Brands for Less, because at Brands for Less, we uh, promise our customers to get 70 to 80% from the uh, RRP. While in the luxury for less, we don't have to maintain this, because first of all, it's not attainable. You cannot buy them for these discounted prices, this is one. Two, which means you cannot offer them for such discounted prices. So for us to maintain our promise to the people, we have totally put a separate store under luxury for less, which can offer maybe a discount of 50 to 60% max. And, and how many luxury for less stores are there already? We already opened four so far. Okay, and but it's like on the in the online uh, in in the online shop, it's like under the same brand. It's just like another category. For the time being, there is a sub page that is for luxury, but mm -hmm. we're going. We are working now to launch the separate website, which is luxury for less. Okay, got it. But let's stay for a minute on luxury for less because um, if I remember my time within the Lexus like, shopping club uh, scenery a bit, um, yes, uh, you got like the, uh, the the let's say standard uh, the standard brands like the Adidas Hilfiger. Yes, there was a way to get like merchandise. Not always easy, and all those brands were like super protective and say no, don't put it online. But there was a way. But there was also a saying, yeah, no chance Armani, Gucci, Montblanc ever, ever will agree to uh, uh, such a deal or, or such like a, a sales channel. Now you have a growing and scaling channel with, with, with such brands. So how is this working out? Do you, do you have a direct line with like the Gucci uh, uh, people uh, or, or is like other, other channels for this kind of merchandise? I actually, uh, listen, 
in our type of business, you you should have a hotline with everyone. Now, <laughs> sometimes someone is on the other side of the line, and sometimes, you know, they don't need you for the time being, so mm-hmm. you don't find anyone on the other side of the line. Now, we know that we continue to scale our brands for less. Luxury for less is something that it's a new baby. It's mm-hmm. still growing. And uh, 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 the more opportunity is is uh, uh, is prevailing in the market, the more we are able to scale this business. Uh, I, I mean, I'm talking about luxury for less. So when we put our business plan, it's mainly for brands for less. And we say, okay, we can add two, three, four. You cannot scale with the same percentage, just to be very open with we can yeah. scale it, but not with the same percentage for sure. Okay, just like I just clicked like the Gucci, uh, the Gucci category on on your on your website. You see, for example, um, a girl's dress, one thousand four hundred dirham, which is uh, more or less three hundred dollars, uh, like roughly three. So it, it's 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 still a kind of expensive. Nothing you would buy like just uh, walking by and say okay let's let's buy this uh this 400 euro yeah. thing or 400 dollar dollar thing but let's stick then with like the offline channel you say you're still um you're still expanding and you're choosing mall places where you put your store in obviously that's uh first choice in in this in the region otherwise it's you don't have an air condition and <laughs> nobody will walk around so it must be mall based but my understanding when i was in Riyadh and in dubai is like even the malls, uh, because there's such a big um, uh, big shift from offline to online, do have struggles to scale. So it's not like a, it's not a given anymore that every mall that opens up works because like the the, the consumption is kind of not, not limited. It's growing, but there's a there's a stronger growth in the offline channel uh, in the online channels than in the offline channels. So you really 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 you really need to be picky about. The malls. Can you tell us a bit more uh, here? So, status of the malls in the region. Uh, of course, of course, the the, the malls uh, until today remain basic uh, factor in terms of you know scaling your business. Uh, because as I told you, the mall is uh, is part of our day to day activities in this part of the world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as you have mentioned, you know the online is growing. Yes, we agree. But you have to remember also the population is growing. And the whole thing, it falls under the demand and supply, like we see in everything, in development, in construction, in housing, in everything. Uh, two things will play uh, a major role in more the success of the mall. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, a, a something that is niche in terms of offering, uh, and each mall you will find that uh, specializing in a certain service being provided or certain facility that is there that is unique from others. And, you know, the management and the expertise into managing a mall, which is extremely complicated. Now, uh, uh, today, uh, of course, we are always going and fetching our uh, space in the major malls. Uh, uh, At the same time, uh, uh, going into the malls, uh, you have to remember, we have been uh, lately being described as a traffic puller to the malls. Oh. And which which made us really be able to negotiate very good deals with the malls uh, because we occupy large spaces and uh, uh, we get very good deals with the malls, uh, which is uh, uh, at a certain point, we reach a point whereby we do club deals with the malls. So you go to a developer who has owns, let's say, 10 malls, 15 malls, and you make one deal with them. 
for opening 15 stores in 15 different malls. At the same time, lately, after we started our uh, flagship store in Motor City, uh, uh, we, opened, we opened our eye into creating our own shopping center. So today, we opened the first BFL shopping center in Motor City. Uh, it's a small uh, uh, shopping uh, center uh, of 5,000 square meter, whereby Brands for Less and sisters of Brands for Less, uh, part of the group, occupy 3,500 square meter of it. And uh, 1,500 square meter is being rented for service providers. So the first uh, uh, venture that we have taken to BFL Shopping Mall was extremely successful. And now we have a team of people uh, going on the ground looking for land that we can buy and build our own shopping center. So this is the nice. phase that we're going Nice. Yes. And what is the what is the like target size of a shopping center you're 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 looking five, at? Five, five, 5, square meters. Is and you would need like more or less 50% of that, right? We 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 usually occupy two-thirds of that minimum. Ah, nice. You are the traffic uh, bringer. But would you yes. find then in a in a in a in a standard mall, so not not your not a not a BFL owned one, but like a standard one, a, a big one, would you find um uh, the other brands with the normal price too? So can can it be a mall where you are selling a mango t-shirt for 60% less and on the other side of the mall, you'll find like the mango normal price store. And if if, if this is was an uh, obstacle, you will not find us in any mall. Today we exist in all of the malls of the UE except two malls. You know we are everywhere, so yeah. you will find us in all the malls. So uh, mainly. So today, uh, at the end of the day, again, it's one item, one size, uh, and uh, you know, uh, it's a treasure hunt. It's not a different experience. Okay. Then let's let's uh, focus on the customer a bit. Do you have a, a digital channel apart from the web shop where you have like a constant communication with the customer? I don't know, a newsletter, a WhatsApp group, something where you can push where you can push offers and people come to the store? We are extremely active into uh, into this and uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of uh, we 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 really adopted the, a lot of techniques uh, in terms of communicating with the customer. Because this channel of communication is extremely important. Uh, of course, the most important thing is to create the loyalty program, and we believe our loyalty program is a great success. And through the loyalty program, you create the database of your clients, of your customers, and you keep communicating uh, with them. Uh, we communicate with them on all frontiers: social media, WhatsApp, uh, um, or, or uh, emails. Uh, you know, uh, today at the end of the day, the the, the smartphone uh, uh, is an integral part of the life of the consumer. And the more you can communicate with this smartphone, the more you are able to keep your customer closer to you. So we do everything to stay in communication with the smartphone, whatever it is. But is it? How how tailored is this communication? Can you can you send me like a message? Hey Alex, uh, you've you've bought this Chibo products. Next week we have like a big new Chibo line coming in, and this is like your discount code. Is it like a very tailored one? Always very tailored one. Today with the and and I thank God for for the artificial intelligence that is available. The tools that are available today are really really like make life so much easy for, for traders and for business people because today you know they, you have these analytics 
that will really guide you how to serve the customer. What is the interest of the customer? You know, everything today, all the social media is based on your interest. You know, how many seconds you stop at the video, how, what type of videos you like, and accordingly, you're being fed. And this is all is artificial intelligence. So you take these logics or part of these logics and you apply it into your business and you will know what is the interest of your customer. You will know the shopping behavior of your customer, what he bought, what type of clothes, and accordingly, the artificial intelligence will help you to correlate between the inventory that you have and the interest of the customer and to make sure that your sales increase with that. Okay, my understanding is today in your organization, um, there are more people focusing on uh, managing real estate, running the stores, hiring uh, people and building real estate. But there's also already a lot of people taking care of on the website because there's like a new one luxury for lessons coming out. The most, the more, the biggest team now, Alex, is the people who are handling the social media, handling the analytics, handling, we are so much spending in this department. But, but how many people are we talking? Just like to 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 understand you. I, 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 we we're talking now. We have a team of more than twenty five people. And where do you find the talent? Because in some other podcasts, I had like also with uh, with uh, seamless guests and together with Lena, uh, my co-host here in in in, in the series, um, they're always complaining about the um, talent availability in the region. Uh, yes. is, is it getting is it getting better if you want to really have now your superb TikTok specialist because TikTok is huge in in, in the yes. region and as you said it's all, it's all algorithm based where, where yes. do you find this person I will tell you something we are open in terms of recruitment so we we go and hunt talents from all around the world so it's not only local hunting it's we can hunt them from back from any country in the world uh, uh, getting them is is challenging but the more challenging is maintaining them and keeping them because mm. once they are here they are part of the market and you know they everybody is going wants to take the shortcut and start taking them from different companies so the most important thing is to create the atmosphere is to create the rewarding system in your company for you to maintain the talent so first And and this we have invested a lot on this. If you come and visit our facility, you will see a full floor of entertainment, gym. I have uh, I have time before the seamless. I will come. Is it in in Dubai? I will come. Please no. come. I want to show you. Uh, uh, you know they can even you know we have sleeping pods. If someone is working and he feels like going up in the afternoon, take the siesta. You know, he can go and or she can go. Go. We have a ladies' room. We have a men's room. Sleeping pods. Go sleep. We have massage chairs. We have uh, pool tables. We have ping pong. We have uh, uh, gaming. Uh, you know, we try to create this entertainment uh, atmosphere. We want these people to feel that they belong to the company, that this is their family, and they cannot go out of their family. So maintaining talent is extremely important but but um we, we've learned in our business and we are hiring people worldwide that we need to uh, go fully remote especially like for digital um, talent i don't i know that's not possible like for on-site talent you need in managing like retail stores but for special roles like the tiktok expert for example to stick with this example 
you can go remote first. So this person could uh, could live and and sit um, and work from Pakistan or uh, for or India, whatever. Would that work in your in your um, culture? Is it possible uh, to connect it is, remotely? It is, it, it is possible. Uh, a remote working also uh, it remains until today. Uh, it's a very argumentative uh, uh, story because there are conflicting studies statistics about productivity versus uh, working from home. Mm. And, uh, you know, still no one has reached the optimum level of, you know, uh, productivity versus flexibility uh, output. Uh, we are open for it. We give our existing staff also uh, options to work from home a uh, uh, few days during the month. Uh, for us to keep on measuring the productivity versus availability. And uh, I, we, we didn't reach a final conclusion of that. But, you know, we have few people that are uh, operating from India uh, remotely. Uh, uh, something to do with the, with the IT uh, jobs. Hmm. Okay, so it's possible. So that, so, but, but you, uh, def but def but definitely but possible. But it's, it's the best. I, we don't know. I cannot answer you yet. To be very frank, yeah. But it's interesting that um, so you're you're offering like a, a working place in one of the um, yeah most exciting regions in the in the world. But you already have to upgrade your office uh, setup with like pool tables, sleeping pots, like Please your, come own, your own canteen. Yeah, it's in, it's it's interesting yes. to hear. It's interesting to hear that otherwise you you're it's going to be hard to stay like um, competitive. In yes. this region. Okay, so I've heard you will you're going to end this year with almost 120 stores. Uh, yes. um, so it's a it's a huge growth. It's a it's a huge growth you're uh, you're managing. Anything else you're looking forward in 2023? Uh, uh, 2023, you know, uh, we are uh, we were we were looking into uh, uh, reaching our target, but uh, we are really overachieving, and I'm very happy, and I cannot ask uh, anything uh, more. To be very frank with you, the only thing is that uh, uh, we always hope, you know, things will uh, always be uh, smooth. We don't have surprises like COVID-19, you know, and, uh, you know, we keep on uh, focusing on our business plans. Yeah, but it's so cool and refreshing to hear because if you're talking with European-centered retailers, they are all struggling. Offline retailers and online retailers are struggling. So first yeah. COVID, COVID obviously bumped like the online ones and then... Now, uh, uh, now we are recession, Ukraine war, and everybody's saying, ah, you know, it's like it's hard to even achieve like 2019 numbers, and a lot of banks. Yeah. And it's cool to hear that we are talking now about a region where everything is kind of booming. The offline yes. channel is okay. booming. The online channel is booming. It's like, but just uh, getting me to the last part and last questions here at the podcast, especially within the mall and uh, the mall concept. So, is there like certain concepts? also dying in the regions because uh, when we are reading and like educating ourselves about the region it's always about the mall but i my understanding is like the concepts that have been um, deployed within the gcc regions 20 years ago some of them are already outdated and not accepted by the people anymore so well, what kind of concept is that is it old malls or other shopping concepts not working no, i anymore? think i think i think i think it's a matter of, okay let, let's start from the uh, you're asking about the brand or asking about the mall in terms of you're asking about the mall always you know people like a uh, uh, new new newness of the mall uh, they like the new attraction of the mall that will really make them and you know remember the uh, demographics 
uh, uh, changed in Dubai, let's say, if we take Dubai as an example, it changed from one place to another. So I've been living here in the country uh, more than 32 years. And, uh, you know, we used to have Dera and Bar Dubai in the past. And we saw how the whole demographics changed. This new Dubai did not exist when I was here uh, uh, because I came here in 1992. So all of these, uh, you know, the whole uh, geography has changed. All demographics has changed. So, you know, they shift. New areas are coming, is being established. New malls are coming to cater for these areas. New ideas are coming, and people shift from one place to another. And always they, they want the new mall. So you have to be proactive and you have to be reactive to change with the with the with the behavior of the of the consumer. Uh, from uh, uh, this is from from a mall point of view. From a brand point of view, uh, you know every brand goes through cycle. It reaches peak and you know starts going down. There is no brand, or there is no brand. There are brands, of course, but most of the brands you see them go through cycles. Some of them they go through one cycle. Some of them you find them go through many cycles. So you see the brand dying, and then you see the brand itself resurrecting after a few years. And this we've seen with many brands. You remember Lacoste died mm. and resurrected. Uh, you know, there are lots of examples that you can give. And some brands, you know, they just vanish. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. But so what's definitely sticks and uh, what I will definitely remember out of this podcast is it's booming if you're, if you're, if you're doing it right and you're starting to build your own malls, which is also like super, super yes. good. But, and right now you're looking for uh, mall uh, projects only in the Dubai region or like in, in all GCC regions. So also like in Riyadh. In GCC. GCC region, yes. Okay. Nice, nice. So we definitely have to make an update like next year. I think, or, or, I, think so. I think, I think, I think we are in the right place at the right time. This area yeah. is going through, I think, in the coming seven years at least, this area is going to be the most viable economic uh, region in the world. Uh, all the traction towards this area and this beautiful competition between uh, UAE, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar. Uh, is creating more momentum and creating more perfection of service and facilities. And, you know, it's creating this very beautiful uh, uh, business atmosphere that's attracting investors from all around the world. Very cool. So we're going to meet at the sleeping pot in uh, two or three weeks uh, yeah. from now. Thank yes. you for your time, Tufik. 